talking about stuff, talking about things, talking about you, talking about me. It's none of our country, and we are celebrating. It is Canberra. Conversations in the capital. Hello, my name is Henry. Welcome to Canberra. Conversations in the capital. Today, inside the Mandalay bus near Hay Park in Braddon, I'm joined by Canberra icon Stu Tom. Throughout the history of Canberra, the Mandalay bus, founded by Stu's father George, has been a cultural staple of this city. Since its reopening in 2013, Stu and his crew have recaptured the essence of George's original food truck, continuing to spread his kindness and compassion across the heart of the nation's capital. Beloved by many and rarely forgotten, the late-night snacks and passionate atmosphere which Stu and the Mandalay bus continues to provide has forged a permanent legacy for everyone's favourite double-decker yellow food van. Stu, how are you today? You ain't seen nothing yet. I ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Amazing Yay. to hear. Well, my friend, you have helped me fulfill a lifelong dream today, getting to see the inside of the iconic Cameron Mandalay bus. Uh, I do want to hear about the history of the bus in its current iteration, and we will in a bit. But I think it's first just as important to get a sense of the food truck's roots. So how much do you remember about your family's original bus, the one that sat outside the Brad and McDonald's? Okay, so it started well... The Brad McDonald's was only from 1988 to 1994. Sure. Before that, the bus, like the dad's, he had a 24-foot 20, um, caravan. Wow. Which was um, started around 1974. So 1974, where a key bar is, that used to be a service station. And across the road, that's where there was another service station. That's where... Um, my dad started as working as a petrol station attendant. Now, back in the day, yeah, a petrol station attendant was a man who checked your tyre pressure, uh, all that sort of stuff. When you walk up to a servo, you get a personal attendant. You know, back <laughs> in the day, Canberra used to have Quality service. That's yeah, it. <laughs> so that was my dad's job. And he was a, he had a beautiful smile, beautiful character. So he had a, you know, loving um, charisma. Yeah. So, of course, yeah, he was like loved. And then... After a while, he noticed that after 10 o'clock at night, you couldn't even get a coffee. You couldn't get nothing in Canberra. So he th- then thought, hey, I can open up a, some sort of late night takeaway. He already had experience from food, cooking food to Australians from being a shearer's cook. He was a shearer's cook, Yaram the wool chef. So he also, I guess, when you're cooking for shearers, yeah. you know, they're renowned. You don't stuff around. But no, they know it. they don't <laughs> stuff around with the cook either. So it's all the mutual respect there. Yeah. But so my father looked after them and they looked after my dad. And so he had that experience with food and his, everyone loved his food. So then he opened the food van from 1974 called the Mandalay Asian, Mandalay Asian Takeaway Food, Mandalay Chicken. Sure. And so he, from then, he progressed and then um, he saw, he had an opportunity to buy a double-decker bus. <laughs> this is a... Just natural. Yeah. Right? It's just casual. This yeah. is the... Uh, this is an old Sydney double-decker bus. So wow. it's done its roots in Sydney. You can see the number. It's 2721. Yeah. If you go to the bus museum in Sydney, you, after 271, it has all the records of what its roots were. Wow. Where, where, where it went, everything. Yeah. So that's the bus. So the yeah. bus, he found the bus. He bought the bus for $1,500, reconditioned engine, and he drove it from Sydney to Canberra. All the way to Canberra. Um, top speed of 60 k's an hour. So it took him <laughs> about, the old Hume Hire, it took him about six hours, I think. Sure, yeah. And um, I was like, how do you how do you know how to drive these things, Dad? 
He goes, oh, I used to drive these 30-ton lorries back in the war. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, no worries. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So then he fitted the bus by himself. He did all this by himself. It was like, um, and then he drove the bus into Civic. And it was, from 1988, it was parked at James Court on the corner yeah. there. Um, from 1988 to 1992, from 1992, unfortunately, there was a big, big uh, misfortune. Yes. The, where the, the, the summonats, the yes. worst summonats of all time. Yes. The, you know, it's lucky that the summonats ever progressed from that year. Mm. It's very lucky because the police didn't want anything to do with summonats. Yeah. Fortunately, Canberra's businesses pushed it. Yeah. Because in that period of nothing you know that's your money maker that's it right that's yeah. fair enough well your, your late father George he meant so much to the Canberra community he was a friend to everyone in the city you've already told me so much about your father and I've heard so many stories about him we have that letter from Doug Anthony in 1968 uh, to complimenting George for his cooking we have the story in 2013 when a, a man just by the name of James and nothing else came and gave two opals to you because he had your father had helped him all those all those years back. I want to hear more about your dad because <laughs> we love him so much. I know yeah. you love him so he much. He is. He was a. Uh, uh, he he was like one of you know to me. He was an inspiration. He, you know, was always there f- to give. He was too generous. People, would, it was so generous. People would think it was. Un, it was weird because it was way too generous. He was he was being he would do um, you know if anyone asked him to do, you know he would do it. He would he was one of those people that you could not understand because he was way too nice <laughs> um, and way too generous. Didn't even speak. He couldn't even speak English. It was weird because <laughs> he couldn't even speak English, um, but he got along with yeah. everyone. Just by his his nature and his smile, but he knew once he got to know you and you understood how he spoke because it was hard to understand him. Yeah. But once you got to nick nick of it, you could understand very well. And he actually spoke really good English. And you're like, what? <laughs> I thought he couldn't speak anything, but yeah, he can actually speak. But it was he had this weird accent and it was hard to pick up. But once you got, once it, got it, yeah, you're like, wow, he can speak. It's like riding a bike. Right? Yeah, and then he was like, he can, he'll tell you about all life's lessons. He could tell you about, you know, if someone had a bad experience, he'd tell you some story that was related to it. And you'd go, what? <laughs> wow. He was, he was that sort of amazing sort of person. He'd have, he'd be, a, he's too social. He was way too social. He knew how to speak to someone and how to make someone invited to you and mm. how to just, you know, just talk. He could talk for hours. He was amazing. Yeah. So I'm trying to talk for just a little bit, and you know. <laughs> but if he had to talk, he was, he actually was the best public speaker in the armed forces in Burma. Really? With the Army, Navy, Air Force. He was the best speaker overall. He got, he wow. won the competition. Wow. Yeah, so um, he had a really good, he loves talking. He loved Reminiscing about life <laughs> and um, reminiscing about all the history. He knew lots about history, about kings. Yeah. Um, the Burmese kings has a lot of history over a couple of thousand years. Yeah. He'd tell you about these weird stories. Then I'd go, what? And then I'd just check it up. And we, 
or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be going, wow. And then I'd be like, oh, and this happened. And you go, yes, that's right. And then, <laughs> it'll be amazing. No, he was amazing. So every night when the bus was open from 2013, every night I'd go home, he'd be waiting for me. He'd be up. And then I'd go home and I'd talk to him for at least an hour. He'd get him up to date with everything. If he was alive now with the coronavirus, he'd be ta- he'd be asking me every day, what's the numbers? What's going on? You know, every day. He'd be so interested. But... It'd be amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned before that your dad has always preached a motto of peace and love. And that's something that you and your family carry to this day. While you're usually at the front of all things, man of bus, I'd love to hear if possible more about the rest of your family as well as how they all continue to adopt your father's Oh, okay. So, yeah, you know that. Okay, that's a great question because... As my father is a loving person, giving person, social person, wants to make sure that families thrive, making sure that we all look after each other when we're from young, you know, families when they've got kids. So a funny thing you say that is that my dad, like, it's the Camry Youth Refuge. It was called the Camry Youth Refuge where from 16 to 18-year-olds got kicked out of home. They had somewhere to stay. Because, of course, when we were young Australians, we were rebellious. Yeah. And it's a thing. It's like a thing you have to do. (laughs) You have to say goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. So, of course, there was a sort of a safety net where the Camry Youth Refuge started. And, like, my dad actually, because they were trying to find places where to go and they couldn't find anyone. My dad said, they asked my dad, can we live next door to you? Can we have the Camry Youth? Because no one wanted it. No yeah. one wanted it next door to their house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can have mm. that. So, the Cam Refuge started in 1980, and it was next door to my house. Yeah. And from then, we grew up. So I grew up around that. And so, my sister, my brother, they became youth workers. They wow. became work um, workers of the youth refuge and social work, looking after those troubled kids. Everyone goes through it. It, You know, like our culture, we go through a rebellious stage. We have to do it, experience it. And then we realize how valuable our parents are. We value our mom, our dad. It's just just a a thing we have to go through. That's it. So my brother and sister, they social workers. So Mm -hmm. my sister now, she has just came up to 20 years working with the Canberra Youth Refuge. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it's been amazing that... You know, the, the people that work there are amazing. You know, shout out to Kevin, uh, <laughs> Rhonda, Nicole. They are like Star Wars of the Canberra youth, you know. <laughs> uh, and they've been looking out for them. So, yeah, we've been looking out. So the funny thing is, yes, my family has sort of inherited the Canberra youth um just making sure everyone's good. Because we go through a little period where, you know... Of course. Yeah. That is, that's so wonderful. Honestly, yeah. I, I didn't know much about the rest of your family and hearing how much they carried on your dad's legacy is yeah. so amazing. And speaking of, the Mandalay bus, it reopened in 2013 yeah. and it's now located in this iconic spot uh, near Hague Park. Talk me through the lead up to this renewed beginning. Okay, well, we say? let's go. We're going to have to go 20 years before. Sure, okay. The 20 years is 1992 when my father, you know, lost his eye. And yeah. I got um, I got 14 stitches in the back of my head. Um, this was all during the summer nights. This right? was the summer yeah. nights um, debacle. 
from then, the bus was closed. But yeah. I always knew in my heart, and when I opened this bus, it's lost, I can't, I've never really, you know, done my full potential sure. for the bus. Yeah. And the history of the bus, like back then, he had history. So, And your dad always kept the ticket. Yeah, yeah. And everyone knew, like, Canberra's but knew my dad but unfortunately these people that got into the big fight was Sydney people yeah so it was you know outsiders so that's what always happens yeah, yeah. so f- from every year from then on we have a meeting go what are we doing about the bus and we'll go I'm opening it and then everyone will go what are you opening it oh okay so my sisters and brother they actually were la- like the final years they were always laughing it off yeah they were going no way nah you're not going to do it <laughs> And so, 2013, it came to a sort of um, a, a timing point yeah. where I was actually made redundant from my job. So, we all got a bit of a payout. Yeah. And then, at the time, it was 2013, Cameron's birthday. And yeah, 100, 100 years, right? Yeah, and yeah. Like, at that time, it was all photos appearing with the bus and Canberra and my, everyone coming up to me, just you, you got to open the bus now. <laughs> you better open the bus and then... I luckily I had friends in all the hospitality industry, yeah. top, the most best chefs in Canberra. Yeah, all helped me. Oh, amazing! Get it back on the, get it back on. And you walked into the meeting that year and you were like, "It's this year," and they were yeah. like, "You were like, sure," and you were like, no, no, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's this year." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, "What? Oh, look at me now." Yeah, look at me now. Yeah, and <laughs> it would have. And it timed perfectly with George's 90th birthday too, right? Exactly. So we couldn't time it better. So, yeah. It gave him a new lease on life, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And, he, you know, he lived another at least five, six years he did. That's so good. Because of that. So he was really tough. He was a tough guy. Because Second World War veteran. Yeah. Like back in the day, like all the cops used to come to the bus. Yeah. Because he was renowned as like big psycho with a gun <laughs> a gun under the counter sure, and everything yeah. and they're like oh that's George he's from Second World War you know we'll leave him he's alright <laughs> you, you just don't you don't know worry, you don't, don't stuff around don't worry about it don't, don't, don't you know cross him bad and you're yeah. right but otherwise yeah so he was you know when I was young so I came to the bus when I was six sure. he used to come to the and every night back then he used to have fights every night you yeah. used to have a lot too many fights. Was wow. A lot of you know, back then it's racism. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But we don't but they don't know what racism is and sure. you know, it's just yeah. a culture thing or yeah. it's a thing. If people realise it's now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't they know they wouldn't do that. Yeah. But back then they sort of like it was a growing experience, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's more of a territory I own this you know, you come from wherever you are. You know, so, absolutely. So my dad had so many numerous names. He was like Shanghai Charlie, oh. you know, Mandalay George. You know, so yeah. he was he was known. But when I was six years old, I even on the first night there was people fighting, and I was like, oh. "What?" But he used to say, "I need you here, son, because when they see a kid, they don't want to fight." Well, and I was like, "Oh, okay." But you know, yeah, <laughs> it was um, definitely. He had me really late. So my dad was fifty three years old when he had oh, me. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So he goes. Oh, I've had you way too late. You're 20 years too late. Oh my God. <laughs> he said, he goes, um, dad, um, I, when I, you were born, I was praying that I would watch you grow up. That's what I prayed to see. And he did. Well, and that's he it. Did. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Uh, and the, the, the mural 
on this bus includes includes yeah. your dad. So on that a, was one of the photos from the one of the Canberra parties. Oh, so it was up at Parliament House. It yeah. was a straight day party. Yeah, and they were going around taking photos, and my dad took a photo. Oh. That was one of the legendary photos. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Tell me more about the mural itself. Uh, who ended up painting? So basically, if you go around Canberra and have a look at murals, yeah, there's a guy called Di Cameron. Di Cameron. He does them all. Wow. He's the man. He's the He's the man. Yeah, he's, he's the, the man. man. He's the man. So have you ever heard of Silver Sprayers? It's like a um, ACT government um, funded sort of for uh, seniors to do spray painting. Right. It's called, um, yeah, and he does that and gets all of them to do <laughs> spray painting. Um, he gets to do all the walls and all the, all the, so if you go down on South Street, it's mainly him. That's amazing. You wouldn't know it. You yeah. wouldn't know it. Yeah, Day, yeah. Day Cameron, you see. Yeah, yeah, wow. he's a legend. Now maybe shout out Di. Shout out to Di. <laughs> for next, 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 next <laughs> season. I'll, I have to say the the Manalay bus. Uh, it's been it's been such a great friend to university students in this area. As someone who did some of my tertiary education at ANU, I have experienced firsthand the kindness that is on offer at the moment anyone steps up to make an order. And for that, on behalf of so many, I just have to say thank you first because it's been it's been it's been so wonderful. Ha- you're welcome, Henry. It's not you. It was like my dad was doing this to uni students back in the day too. That's it. So he told me about all this. He's like, you look after the uni students. Oh, your uni student doubles the ser- doubles the serving, oh. and you know like that. And I was like, oh, he'd find out if you're a uni student or not. And he'd have luckily to keep him sane. He'd have the Burmese students that was at the time from in the seventies. Until the eighties, there was the Burmese students coming over. Yeah, of course. Or forestry, they were. They were mainly forestry students. Yeah, yeah. And so he got to meet a lot of them, and they were like <laughs> talking, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, if you love to be here, then it's fun all the time. That's it. Every night is super fun, and even you know, just being here and being like being able to serve food to someone is is more than a it's more gratitude. It's better to give to someone, you know. So, giving them food and making someone's hungry, it's a big honor to feed them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, seven years in this one spot, the truck has a ring. And I think these last seven years in particular, Canberra has evolved massively as a city. Mm. Uh, have there been any key changes you've noticed throughout the city as since the Mandalay's reopened? Um, we've pretty much become cooler than Sydney and Melbourne. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, just general all, the, just all my <laughs> mates, half my mates all moved down to Melbourne because that's why Melbourne's cool. Sure. You know, they make Melbourne cool. So most, mostly... Canberra people make Sydney cool and make <laughs> Melbourne cool. Otherwise, they wouldn't be cool. So, like, soon it's going to happen that Canberra's way cooler than Sydney and Melbourne. The tide turns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, turns, like, yeah, yeah. It was, it's definitely going to happen. It's, it's been happening, like, last few years anyway. When I was younger, I was like, it's not happening here. It's not happening. <laughs> What's going on? But now... It's happening. It's happening, <laughs> absolutely. So... You know, it's great to see Canberra evolving and, you know, setting trends. Yeah. Um, no ice cream shop does better anywhere in Australia, trust me, than <laughs> Messina. And I, I know 
I know the I met the managers and they've told me about wow this is crazy the numbers yeah you know that's it <laughs> that's it it's it's it's, it's going better night. than Sydney trust me <laughs> that's it <laughs> now I have to ask Stu you are absolutely renowned for this talent of being able to remember people's names it's definitely something I've always marveled at is, is there some secret as it's to weird how well though some people think it's very weird and once I remember their name they'll not come back really yeah they find it sort of offensive they'd rather have no name huh you know what I mean yeah, so there are those sure. people of course and then there are those people that you know love it that I know their name yeah but yeah there is also um on the other side um, but yeah, I love remembering people's names. Yeah. Um, there's some sort of technique to do in it or? No, no I just remember them. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's the first time I will remember it and try yeah. to remember it, but I'm only human. Sometimes I will forget. Yeah. You know, I'm not a hundred percent. So sometimes I do forget, but you know, most of the time I, uh, once you've got that first time yeah. and then the second time. Um, I don't think I will forget. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You, if, if, if you get it the first time, you've got it. Yeah. That's insane. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, in a really, really good way. People are really asking, why do you do it? How do you do it? <laughs> I really can't say how I've done it or what. I, if I knew, I could tell you. It was... You know, maybe, you know, it could have been down to when I was younger, you know, I'd be looking out... My dad would tell me, you know, make sure you remember the number plates of the cars, what they look, what people look like, and all that. So I was always trying to be, you know, remembering stuff. Yeah, definitely. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Some some sort of remnant of that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was like Facebook around. recognition. You know. That's it. You know, before the you know. <laughs> before, before <laughs> Facebook recognition. Yeah. They have Stu, the, the, the true Facebook There's recognition. A, there are actually things called a super recognizer. So super recognizer is used at the airports. Right. And they can actually have this uncanny thing with faces. Yeah. And they can pick those people that are in trouble. Really? Yeah. Which is, is that you? No, no, that? no. I've been offered a job. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But a super recognizer is another it's a person that they, they use in um I could use that talent, I guess. I guess fair enough. enough. Yeah. Um, well, like Canberra, I'm sure the Mandalay bus menu has slowly evolved throughout times as well. It has, yeah. This is a, this is a multi-layered Ooh. question. Yeah. What has been your favourite retired dishes, Ooh. your favourite current dishes, and what is something that you'd love to cook on the menu? Of course. The re- okay, so the, uh, uh, this is a new dish, but the most favourite would yeah. be the Burmese chicken coconut noodles. They're my favourite dishes. My, that's my favourite dish when I walk in. That's it. That's it's it. like a, it's an authentic Burmese dish. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so easy. It's tropical, made for tropical. Um, what can I say? It's awesome. <laughs> it's really good. It's just yeah, so with Burma, how it's situated, it's in the crossroads of China, India, yeah. Thailand. Yeah. So the flavours are all... And then Burma becomes uh, its own (laughs) flavour. We don't want to be China. We don't want to be India. Sure. We don't want to be Thailand. We have its own flavour. It's Burma. And it's better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, another distinct flavour. So, you know, all the Asian flavours are very, very similar. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, but they're awesome. Yeah. So that, 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 do you have any past dishes? Oh, yeah. So, oh, so there are dishes that my dad, did that yeah. we should I ha- haven't 
done with the new bass. We have like the pork with black bean sauce. It was Ooh. his pork belly with black yeah. bean sauce. Very, very simple, but very, very tasty. It was like, it's probably not too good for you because it's pork belly, <laughs> but it is so endorphin releasing yeah. that it f- makes you re- feel so good. Yeah. It's amazing. So sometimes when you eat food, like this is what I like based the Mandalay food on, is when you eat mum's food and you have this overwhelming feeling. You can't, you want to catch that feeling, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want to do when we're eating. <laughs> every food, every item of food needs to have that feeling of mum's food. Yeah. It has to have that loving, wholesome, feel-good food. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but there are so many up our sleeve. I haven't... Oh, got all these extra, these extra There's fishes. ones uh, we can pull out that... <laughs> but as you can see, the bus is very compact and it's very... We can only have a few that we can use yeah that's fair otherwise we can't just have too many yeah if you if you had no if you had no limit in terms of area oh, space yeah. what would what, what would we be seeing wow. so many? back in the day so my dad was a shearer's cook yes. he he wasn't chinese but they were just asking for chinese stuff go, right chin sour pork <laughs> oh the classic yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, noodles yeah. fried rice so my dad would just do it his own way well, you know, and it was just his own style. Yeah. And it was, it worked and it was awesome. There you oh, go. There yeah. you go. Just stuff like that. Yeah. Well. So, yeah, so young. Amazing. Now, a certain global pandemic has taken up a large amount of 2020. You know, you may have heard of it. It's called COVID. Uh, how, how has the Mandalay bus been affected? Well, you know, this year? I'm a people person. And yeah. I'm a worldly person. Yes. Unfortunately, with the world, I'm being so saddened. Yeah. And I watch news too much, so <laughs> I can get, you know, you, if you watch the news too much, you can definitely get depressed. And sure. You can de- definitely take, get taken aback hmm. uh, with what's happening in the stories. And so, yeah, it's been a very, very, um, I've taken a step back and, um, I've been too worldly, I guess, because <laughs> everything's happening in camera. It's all, everything's normal. Yeah. But I have been watching That's around it. the world. And it's, it's very, you know, if you're That's a people person, it's sad. That's it. Absolutely. Everyone's got to, everyone's got to be affected by what's happening around the world. Yeah. Um, we have our relatives, our, you know, our friends. So yeah, we're very lucky in Australia. We're so lucky. Mm. We, uh, I'm grateful that we're so lucky. Like, um, I don't, I don't think people know how lucky we are. Yeah. Um, and before COVID, we were always people don't know how lucky yeah, we are. That's it, absolutely. So, um, you know, we can't really relax on that. Sort that's of fair enough. If 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 there is no answer to my next question, you're you're allowed to say that. I'm not gonna. I'm not expecting an answer out of there if you don't okay. have one. But Go. do you have any idea as to when we may see? This bad boy reopening? Yeah. Um, I just have a few things that I want to fix before we go back back in. Okay. Uh, once those things are fixed, I think, you know, it could be... Definitely I want to be in before the summer. So Sure. Look, it could be... Um, I guess everyone's asking where when it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a time when I have to because, yeah... Money's not coming in. That's right. That's fair enough. <laughs> so I definitely need to look at um, working. That's so it. yes, 
Um, Absolutely. Well, don't, don't don't take this as us forcing you to. No, no, to no. Get no. Out I want to. I want to. We do. We do I need to make sure that everything's nice and sweet. Yeah, that's it. Everything's you know. Well, looking forward. Uh, let's say, looking past this pandemic, right? Uh, what does the future hold for Steve Thong and well, Mandalay? Well, I see a lot. I dream a lot. Yeah. I um I want a lot. <laughs> I see. Look, the dreams are happening. Once our streets popping, yeah, it is. You know, it is it's um, it's 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 going off. Um, I want Hague Park to be, you know, like a bigger than any park in the world. <laughs> now, Hague Park is a special park. We've got so many ideas for it. We want it to be something. It's going to be something, I guess. If the more love we show, the more love we, you know, share, we're going to have something big happen here. Absolutely. And finally, the floor is yours, my friend. Is there anything you like to say to our listeners? So recently, one of my father's friends, John Harrington, has passed away. I do pay condolences and respect to John Harrington. Also on the news, I heard that Doug Anthony passed away. So he's one of my father's respected you know, friends, so respect to them. So we must pay respect to the people that were before us. Um, and my father was also a bit of an entertainer and, you know, he liked to sing songs, so I'm going to have to sing a song. <laughs> so I will sing a song, which is one of my songs. This is my song. Like, my father's favourite song, he used to sing to all the people, was Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. <laughs> he used to sing Oklahoma, Oh, What a Beautiful Morning, and then everyone would sing. That was his thing. Yeah. I don't know how I got this song. It just became my song. Fair enough. So my song is When I Fall in Love. And I'll go by Nat King Cole. goes, When I fall in love, it will be forever. Or I'll never fall in love. In a restless world like this is, love is ended before it's begun. And with too many moonlight kisses seem to cool in the warmth of the sun. When I give my heart, it will be completely or I'll never give my heart and the moment I feel that you feel that way too is when I fall in love with you My dad was entertainer, like I gotta keep it in. Of course. You know, keep it in sync. <laughs> he used to love singing. That yeah. was so <laughs> wonderful, and Stu. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for making the time. Folks, my name is Henry from the Mandalay bus here in Canberra. This has been Conversations in the Capital. Stay safe, be kind, and we'll see you all very soon. That's it, brother.